Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, this is March, the end of March. Um, we are down to four teams in college basketball. We have sleep wild. Me, What's that? You sleep in May. I well, yeah. We got a lot of work to do in May, my friend. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of NBA handicapping to be done because this, you know, the season continues to get more and more interesting, more and more um, uh, fascinating wrinkles to break down. Uh, we are no closer to understanding exactly how the seeding is going to shake out. Uh, Boston Celtics, for instance, took over the one seed. I don't know if you saw that, um, but... and they promptly oh. sat everyone and are winning by eight in Toronto as eight point dogs. So that's the way it goes. Oof, that was not what I wanted to hear. I was going to say I have a pretty strong feeling now because I looked at the schedule, and again, I, I talked to Noops this morning because I go back and I go dig through the counts and try mm-hmm. to find all my NBA futures. Mm-hmm. And he put me on the, the Raptors in a couple different ways, which mm-hmm. God bless their hearts. Not only a good team kind of on the up and up here, but that's uh that's our next state to go illegal for sports betting. It's not a state, it's a province, uh-huh. but Ontario, it's getting like the normal. Le- I don't know. I feel like plus EV has already been betting at normal sports books. I would like have thought, the, yeah. But now they're getting like the American ones on, on next Monday. So Ontario's going live again. I don't know. Congrats to them, though. It's not one of our states, but it's close enough, and it's the only province I've really ever been to. So I hope uh, – I'm just talking while I'm trying to find my Raptors prices. All right, it was just Raptors to make the playoffs, plus 225. Oh, great call. That they is already mean. made their that, team win total, I believe. Yeah, that mm. means they – that has to be like in though. You can't just get into the play in tournament, I believe. So I just need them oh. to hold on to this fucking six seed, guys. <clears throat> we can talk about that. I think they're, I could actually even see them getting to the five. Uh, I think they, there's a funny kind of collision course happening where Miami seems to be hurtling towards the four while. Toronto has been shooting up into the five, and that might be your four or five, two teams heading in opposite directions uh, in the four or five matchup. Yeah, um, I mean, the Celtics are, or excuse me, the Cavaliers are not in a good way right now. No. By any, no. By any neither means. So neither are the Bulls. So, the, yeah, this is not a maybe a good example to use because I don't expect this gap to close, but the Cavaliers have six fewer losses than the Celtics. One of those is your top seed, and one of those is in the play-in game. Like it is, it is a fun Eastern standings. Like you said, we're probably not that much near to knowing what the seating's looking like. Cause obviously right now, if you look Celtics, Heats, Bucks, Sixers, they're all within a half game. Really? They all, they all have 28 losses until the game's finalized well, today. Let's so go through some NBA in more detail and power numbers and stuff like that. But uh, before kind of going to, cause we want to kind of reset a lot of everything that's going on, including March Madness, including NBA. Um, Probably not going to touch on much NHL because I really don't understand what's happening in that league right now. Um, but the, I guess uh, the Wild are pretty good. So like, oh, like, oh no, oh, I, if that is, that's temporary. No way they have. A oh, who do you got futures on? Avalanche. No way. They just beat the Avalanche, but not in the best of seven. No, no way. Uh, I don't know. I it kind of felt like, hey, if if these teams got together, I have no idea, dude. I just know, like my my guy Matt said. 
we got a good goalie traded for. We traded for some depth. We traded for some penalty kill. Look at me saying we. Like, I'm a big fan now. So, I, I, fuck, I don't expect them to win the conference and go to the finals. But I, I think I'm going to take in some playoff hockey. And I'm kind of excited. The Wild are only, oh, Jesus, the Avalanche are way ahead. The yeah, Wild are in the second spot. Well, the, you know, the they're going to end up with the third seed because of the way they do the seeding. Yeah, but they are second in the Western Conference, but the the divisions and all that. So whatever, it's a, it's a higher <laughs> seed. For, and for a Minnesota team, actually, you know what? It's going to be a, a good seed. spring in Minnesota. Forget about the Vikings says, and about the college college sports, but yeah, Twins. T Wolves are in the mix. Yep. Wild are in the mix. Twins have a little bit of something going on. No, no pitching, um, but <laughs> well, there you go. I've, I've seen people who we you know, respect who have gone futures on Twins. That's so. that's fair. Um, Dan is daring me to name the goalie they trade for. It's a uh, oh, it's a French name. Sister. Oh, the Twins signed Chris Archer today. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Um, he used to play for the the Vegas, and he probably used to play for the Penguins. Like I can picture the guy; I just can't say his name. Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury. Thank you. <laughs> that was um, that's our goalie. So I didn't look that up. I just knew because you're clues. Uh, the um, how was your weekend overall? Good, 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 good it's, sweet sixteen so weekend. Drew and I know I, you're just gonna piss in my Cheerios on this by telling me how it's there, but like oh, we had a. Oh, good, good. Fuck it. We had a we had a really nice day like two weeks ago where me and my son were outside hitting practice balls into the woods. I played a bunch of hoops with my daughter. I mean, we just played outside all day. It was so nice, like T-shirt weather. And we're looking at three inches of snow here in a couple of days. We could just, they just, you know, the, you know, the, the shit coin crypto rug pull. It's yes. like that. It's the same feeling. Like, oh my god, spring's here. <laughs> we, we took. I mean, we took the dog to a dog. Can't park believe it's it. too good to be true. It's Dogs already spring. Ripping, uh, oh, it's it's kids Buds. are so excited. Like, oh, should we, should we go swimming? I'm like, you're should idiots. We plant a garden. Is it ready? Are we ready? No, Mother's Day. No. Mother's Day for gardening. No. But yeah, so I mean, it's just the ultimate rug pull as far as. Oh shit, we're gonna get snow again. I did grill some ribs oh. to celebrate the. It's a team that's close to our hearts, I think, based on some people we know. A really good season by the Arkansas Hogs. So I, I grilled some. Uh, we have a neighbor who doesn't live that close who has raises hogs. He gave us some ribs. So I just grilled some very local antibiotic-free ribs. They were very good. So that was a nice weekend for grilling, I guess. But, yeah, the uh, the cold winter is coming back here for a little bit, and – Golf will have to wait a couple weeks yet, I guess. Fair what about enough. you? Um, oh, it was a great weekend. Uh, kind of going back in time to Thursday. You know, I like it. I like Sweet 16 weekend a lot because, like, Thursday afternoon, it really kicks off. And then yeah. most of Friday, you're just kind of like, I'll watch some tennis. I'll watch some match play golf. Uh, you know, we don't really, you know, how much work do we really need to get done today? Uh, we'll get the, we'll get the, the, the critical stuff out, but you know, by lunchtime, you know, I was in relax mode and, um, the, uh, the sweet 16 action proper was, uh, excellent. Uh, as you know, we have had a little stake in, uh, St. Peter's in the Calcutta. And, um, if you, had no nothing at stake it was still fun to see a team like that go from 15 seed to the final five 
<laughs> it was one of the last five alive. Yeah. And um with stake in the in, you know, with you know, something to um, you know, to root for and, and get, you know, get paid on, it was that much better. It was so cool seeing uh that run. And uh honestly, it um it has made up for what it was otherwise not a especially great tournament. Um, I guess uh, I'm excited for the final four. Obviously, <laughs> Duke UNC okay, is going to be yeah. sick. Uh, Duke UNC part three, part trois, um, wow. and then uh, yeah, the Kansas uh, Kansas is my team at this point. Riding with those guys, if they could, if we get a Duke Kansas uh, final and it's Coach K's last game and it's up against Kansas and Kansas winning would win me five figures. I I will be a happy happy camper. Uh, next you, week for the uh, sure against your alma mater that one time. No, it'll be a win win. I'll win, win. be like, well, oh, I can't believe Coach K went on. Went out on that. That would be as much as as much of a putz as he is. Like that's a pretty good story. Oh, it's like shit. it's like Jeter's three thousandth. It's like you can't script that shit. Can't script it. And no. Steve, Stephen, let's no. clean it up. I don't know where this New York City to clit. In two weeks, what is that? <laughs> Charlotte. Is Charlotte. Is that how you pronounce? Yes. You you abbreviate Charlotte CLT. Yes. That is. Uh, why can't we just use CHA like sports teams do? <laughs> I just. I'm trying uh, to that's the airport. I think CLT. Uh, that's, okay. I, I if it's the um, airport code, I can live with that. I do have to yeah. say back to my weekend because you made me think of this, and it doesn't happen very often again because I've ruined my life with children. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of told them to piss off on Saturday. Nice. And the wife and I, um, I literally, I, I got out of bed. I mean, I used the restroom and I made some coffee. But essentially, I didn't get out of bed till like noon to make lunch. Nice. I put my robe on. I made a coffee. I laid back down and I turned on match play. And, right. me and me and the wife seriously just watched golf until and anytime the kid would bother me, I would just yell at them to go away. Like you go have play. so many toys, go play in, <laughs> go play a Nintendo, go watch a Star War. And they <laughs> that's a Lucille Blue. Um and oh my god, it was heaven just like she's like, eventually we have to feed them. I'm like, yeah, not till noon. They're fine. Like they can make oh, practice. That's a win-win-win. Oh yeah. god. It just yeah, there is something about match play that is and getting to that point in match play too, it's much more entertaining because there's not that many golfers left. You're in, you're into the, you know, getting towards the finals Yeah, and they're showing, I mean, you're seeing damn near every shot and you're yeah. seeing a lot of gamesmanship. And I, as much as I just lose money every year on that tournament, I do love watching it quite a bit. So, yeah. Um, but from a betting standpoint, college basketball was absolutely sick. I was cheering for Miami. They win. They go to the lead eight. I was cheering for uh, Arkansas, pull off the improbable against Gonzaga. What was your takeaway on that game, by the way? I I didn't really hear. I okay, well, actually, I liked I liked him. I liked the under. I didn't bet either. You liked Arkansas? I liked Arkansas on the under. I said oh. I had heavy leans. I just said it's, it's such a tough ask for such a good team. I said, but I mean, like what they can do to mm-hmm. disrupt what Gonzaga does well on offense. I'm like, this might be, this might be a really bad Gonzaga offensive game. Didn't end up betting it. So okay. it, it feels, it feels really good to be so right. And not make any money off. Again, it. I'm a, I'm a bystander when it comes to college basketball. And I, I'm like, I have, I have lots of criticisms of the quality of the play basketball is played at the college. For sure. That's all fine. Um, 
having skin in the game and cheering for Arkansas, I was dialed in on that one. And I felt like the commentary on the game wasn't very good. And I felt like the kind of reactions on Twitter were all like kind of lowest common denominator bullshit. Like, oh, same old, same old. You know, like I thought yeah, Arkansas. That's, that's a bad take. Like Arkansas, Arkansas really. Arkansas played out of their minds good. And they had guys making threes that were high diff- degree of difficulty threes. Um, and ultimately, I thought that Gonzaga's inability to create turnovers and get free baskets was their undoing. Like they just every point was so hard for them. They yeah. were pushing, you know, trying to get Timmy in the lane and trying to get Timmy at the line. That was only ever going to get you two points. Um, and it really felt like Nebhard checked out after not being able to hit any of those bunnies in the first half. Like things didn't go well, and then it just sort of snowballed on them. And uh, Arkansas played a perfect game. Well, Obviously, and, and, the the fouls on um, Chet were super weak uh, in that third. The third and fourth ones were super weak. I thought. Um, but, I think uh, that's just like, hey, kid, hit the weight room if you want to be playing here. Like, well, so, so that's the other. Thing. If you go and if you actually go yeah. Zaga in general, some of this gets hidden, and I mean, even in conference play, it's not even that hidden if you go look at the box scores. They don't create turnovers ever. This team didn't do it in the non-conference schedule. They didn't do it against a shitty conference schedule. And granted, yes, San Francisco, San Mary's were good teams. Santa Clara was right there. But even against the, you know, just the lower end over the whole, they weren't a team that created turnovers. So, like, if they were faced with a tough defensive test that stopped Timmy from just doing whatever he did in the second half of the game before, and Chet was going to have issues, and I mean th- that defense presented problems, and they weren't scoring. And when you're not scoring and not getting any extra possessions, I mean the third part of the equation had to be Arkansas still had to, you know, score points, and their yeah. offense still brought it. Like, well, there were some clutch. You can do all that aspects. stuff. You can do all that stuff to Gonzaga, but you still need to score against them, obviously. And yeah, I, they just had the perfect game for that. And it was yeah. I mean, after a while, it's like fuck. This is not in doubt. Chet Chet Holmgren is going to be a very very good NBA player. And he, there were people who were making takes during the game of like, oh, see, this is why I don't think Chet's going to be a good stop. He's like, like nineteen, dude. He's, he's not. Yes, because no one who's ever gone into the NBA has ever gained weight or ever you know ever you know filled out muscularly. No one who's ever 19 has ever grown <laughs> or turned into a man. Like what the fuck? I, do, such, I don't want to dig I don't want to dig on my my local teams. But like I don't feel like the level of play in the Minnesota, even in the high level Minnesota high school basketball is that like we put out some studs, but it's not like you're playing, you know, all these Chicago teams all the time. Like there's there's better places to get experience. Like he he needs to hang and bang with some bigger guys in the lane and, and put on some weight. But I mean his his footwork and the way he moves with the ball yes, inside. Like he's fine. His instincts is they're all good. They're, yeah he checks every box as a guy who will succeed at the pro level. Like I have zero doubt about that. He would be the easy 1.1 of all of the players I've seen in this tournament so far. Um no one else has that skill set that I can tell you. Um, yeah, he just he, we need to find a happy medium between what he's eating and what Zion's eating, and, uh, <laughs> and I think we have the perfect NBA player. No, I'm I'm very excited. I, he might not go first overall, 
But if he ends up in the right system, like yeah, he could, he could be an instant impact. Kind you of think guy, there's I think. someone else who is who is going to go first overall? If not him, I don't. People are down on him now. I, I'm not 100 percent sure what uh, the. I'll be sure. Uh, and the, the thing is, too, we haven't had the lottery yet. You got to see team that you gotta see who has that first pick i guess but all the teams that are likely to get the first they need everything they need everything all right well um it'd be cool if detroit got it that would be cool that would be cool caden chat yeah that'd be neat that'd be a great combo oh love that um all right detroit's having a moment Lions on uh, Lions on uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, Detroit gets the NFL draft in 2021. Wait, is NFL draft Did goes from the Vegas to Detroit? What's yeah, the one they, in between? Well, did, did you see the options though? It's like they beat out Green Bay and Washington DC. That was what, the, those are the was, candidates for the what draft. Was, what was the thought process? Again, I'm <laughs> Green Bay is going to host the draft. I this true. I don't think a lot of people realize how small of a town Green Bay is. Like, oh yeah, it's not like a hundred thousand people will suddenly end up in that town for the draft. But it's a big enough event. I'm not sure they have the infrastructure, hotel wise. People will be staying in Milwaukee and driving up. I mean, I, I didn't understand that at all. Washington D.C., whatever, that's fine. But like, yeah. it should be a fun city with the uh, you know, like Vegas is good. New York was fine because it's just New York, but. Like it should almost be, maybe they're doing this. Like, hey, guess what? Here's some cities that'll never get Super Bowls. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you guys can have the draft. Doing, I guess. Um, all right. Well, uh, back to the kind of the the how was your weekend? So uh, Thursday and Friday were incredible. Um, just uh, you know, again, St. Peter's winning was amazing. The Arkansas getting the upset. Everything went my way. Um, Kansas through to the final four. That's the last team I've got in the high stakes, Calcutta, the bet, the process, Calcutta, uh, which again, uh, you know, thanks to our friend time and change, who's, you know, Andrew was absolutely masterful in the way he put together numbers and did the bidding in that contest. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, the, um, and if you didn't check out that podcast, I think that's worth a listen. Uh, last Wednesday, we talked to Andrew about originating college basketball. It was a pretty insightful discussion from top to bottom. I thought, um, that said, uh, I was betting some F1 this weekend, got to listen to, to, uh, our friends, uh, Rob and Johnny on bet on circles off talking about F1 handicapping last week at the same time that I was like, I kind of am into this now. This is fun. It's a fun Sunday morning thing to watch this. These races in Europe and uh, in the Middle East, blah blah blah. And uh, I had some Leclerc, and I was very sad to see him get beaten. I think everyone I know at did the, at the end there. Ooh, ooh, that hurt. Um, and uh, so I was kind of on tilt and uh, ended up betting a lot more than I would have normally on the Oscars. <laughs> did you do that as well? No, because I was not. No. On tilt. <laughs> I said, and the the best part, somebody brought this up. Um, you know, a lot of the Oscar takes have been sure. A lot of the Oscar takes have been more of Twitter takes, like, "Hey, this was crazy, crazier shit has happened." Like, I don't want to compare it to like I'm trying to think of something that was crazy and not tragic, but you know, like, can you imagine if Twitter was around for some of the wild events of like? You know, 70, 80 years ago, like, you know, just how, how people would have reacted. Shit would have been crazy. But of course, people people were making that comparisons. Like, is this a top five wildest live moment during like when Twitter's been around? And people brought oh, up the malice in the palace. Yeah. Um, people brought up the, uh, yeah. the headbutt in World Cup Zidane. Ooh, yeah. And like, 
and it's crazy. Like I thought somebody posted that and I thought about that. And I'm like, I watched that live. Oh yeah. And, I'm like, and, and it's it was like, insane. I, it was absolutely like, I, insane. I, and I thought about it. I'm like, I don't even, oh, I don't even watch that much world cup. I'm like, I just happened to watch that game. I well, think it was, I was the probably, final. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think, I, no, I, I think back then I really didn't give as much of a shit about oh, soccer, oh, oh, but I think I'd bet that final. So I'm like, well, I'll watch it. Oh, Patrick, and the same thing last night. Like, timeout. Yeah. If, if I don't, if I own oh, the Michigan time, if, if I don't, bet, yeah, if I didn't over. bet the Oscars last night, again, mm-hmm. I didn't bet much. I took some middle of the road prices and a couple long shots. We did yeah. okay. But if I didn't bet the Oscars, I probably wouldn't have watched it. So like, oh, okay. I wouldn't, have, I would, I would have just checked my phone and been like, what, what is happening? And, but, Oh, so it's a, a traditional these... people throw parties around here. It's always, a really yeah, fun yeah. Time, I, so I, I mean, I just, regardless. Uh, um, I, I, I usually will just tune in for like the last half hour to see the big see, almost that's funny a lot of what you're saying and a lot of the kind of the moments that stand out apparently are really like negative ones <laughs> they're all negative like i like are... i think of like uh like uh the 3-1 comeback for the cavaliers and lebron james uh, block you know, the i mean that's block. not like, positive that was... for people who live in the bay area yeah, of course but it was still like that was a momentous moment i think of uh tiger woods winning the masters in 2019 um, oh God, you know, fun. like that was, uh, I was an all time. I, I mean, uh, Twitter was just absolutely elated that day. That was the, probably the, holes, the happiest like day the, on Twitter. The last nine holes. <laughs> yeah. like, oh I think Twitter was like collectively holding their breath because oh, of course, yeah. just like, yeah. oh my God, this is happening. So much with, joy. Yeah. So yeah, um, Molinari and Finau in the final group. But then, yeah, no, I guess uh, <laughs> if Will Smith slapping Chris Rock is certainly in the conversation for most insane things that have happened. Um, you're on the you're in the camp of the that was real, correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay, um, I am as well. Uh, I mean, are we going to forget about this in a couple of weeks? And it's only going to come up in random weird Oscar trivia? And no, or... it's it it'll be a meme for a long like this is this is him slapping Chris Rock the the still frame of that mm-hmm. that is like a Mount Rushmore meme template at this point. If I mean maybe not top four, but it's top <laughs> ten, just like that, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I mean, we had the Batman slapping or Batman slapping Robin. It just supplants that. Like you can retire that. Do you have any takes about the incident itself and what in the fuck I, was going on there? I don't feign to understand people with that level of wealth and that level of fame, like. Sure. You know, those people are just wired probably under different. a lot of pressure too. Well, I mean, you're just <laughs> wired different because you're not experiencing life through the same lens as a lot of people. Sure. And I mean, and really my, my biggest takeaway is that I'm actually kind of super sad for Will Smith. Cause I'd like, oh, yeah. I oh, liked same. him in general, but like what happened there and he knows it. And he's probably sitting and thinking about this right now is that this was his first win. This was his big night. He knew he was most likely to win this. Yeah. And he's never going to be able to think about the pinnacle event of his career without thinking of the, you know, making an ass of himself 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. Like, no, it's, sure. like it's, it's just, he's tainted the memory of that for himself. And I, I kind of feel bad for him about that, but in general, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think, uh, no, that's fair. I also think taking away from some of the, um, other kind of feel good parts of the night about like Coda winning and the, um, you know, the deaf actor winning supporting actor and, uh, you know, just Jessica Chastain winning her first Oscar, like a lot of the other like highs of the night I thought were kind of dampened by that. Cause it was weird. The whole vibe and the whole, the, vibe and the whole 
room was bizarre after that. And I was like, all right, let's call it a night, guys. Um, but uh, on that, I mean, Will Smith is you, a weird can, dude. Jada Pinkett Smith is a weird person as well. Oh, a uh, year where a nipple slip on live TV isn't the biggest story of an event. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, I, I watched, I, I love, and again, Lady Gaga, awesome. She was awesome with uh, Liza, who was, you know, super legend. Sure, sure. That was cool. And she, God, Lady Gaga got hot. She, I didn't think she was a, I didn't think much of her when she was uh, first coming on the scene. In like, a meat she, suit? How she, how she like does Lady herself. Lady Gaga and a meat suit fan? Like, yeah, she, she has like an it factor now. And I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched House of Gucci. Not good. Uh, a Star Was Born, though? Star Wars Born, yeah, but House of Gucci, not great. No, she's no. fine. I like Adam Driver, but that that mo that movie was really pointless, especially if you know how it ends. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I thought uh, no, but the betting was fun. Uh, shout out to our friend Pete. Uh, he sent us some picks that he was very candidly like these are leaks, but it was really just someone informs opinion, I think. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of winners on there and a lot of the, a lot of plus money came through, including code for best picture, including Belfast for screenplay. Um, so ultimately it was a winning night for me betting, which was cool and fun. It's always, always better when you win. Oh, um, always. Did, how many of the top, how many of the 10 nominees have you seen best picture Four now? I was going to say, I, I felt bad. I've seen two four or five. Oh, I've, I'm up to five. I've, I keep forgetting don't don't look up was nominated. That one yeah. you can skip. I'll, I'll get I'll get there. <laughs> that I'll one probably you can skip. But I, no, um I, I usually uh, do we, we sit and watch them. Like my wife and I do this like 2 years later we go back and look at which ones we just didn't hit, we didn't hit at all and we'll go back and watch those to make sure we see them all and some of them are just like god, why did I why didn't somebody warn me on this? Yeah, I sure. watched I watched Green Book like three years after the Oscars. Like that wasn't a bad little film. I'm not sure if it should. I'm not <laughs> sure if it should. Yeah, like that one best. I'm not sure it should have won Best Picture, but like, that's probably how Coda will age. I would guess Coda kind of picked up Vigo steam late. And feels good, and you know, I, I don't know that it was the best picture of the year, but it was a good good movie, very enjoyable. Uh, Damn, Alley, I watched uh, that was also enjoyable. I thought. Um, <clears throat> West Side Story was good. I mean, it was just a good. Just I loved Dune. Dune was a good movie. It was a good prop crop movie. Yeah, I've seen Dune with the wife. I've seen West Side Story with the. I'm daughter. glad. I'm glad Dune swept basically all the technical awards and everything. And I think it was the most awarded uh, movie of the night. Uh, that'll yeah. give it some steam going into the part two, so that they have kind of the the power and the money that they need to get that done right. That's exciting. Um, they don't need power and money, Drew. They need the spice. They need the spice. Yeah, they need, they the, need spice. the spice. And um, truthfully, like again, it's it's a musical, and it's one of those things too. When you remake a, a movie completely, just redo it, it's hard to like get excited. Like, hey, guess what? This is it's the same songs that someone wrote fifty years ago, and it's the same story. And you just you know, there's some good actors and actresses, and but it, it's hard to like give that a, a ton of awards. But like the the shots. Some of the shots in West Side Story were really, really good. Like the swooping one into the dance was good. And like the choreography of that shit, it just always blows my mind because I can't imagine like, again, anything you do in Hollywood or anything you do in life takes a lot of practice if you want to do it right. But fucking A, getting like a couple hundred people all dancing the same yeah. way. That's Steven Spielberg, 75 years old. 
I would just be, directing I would be so mad. Yeah, I would just get cool. so mad at people. Um, so yeah, I think uh, overall the Oscars was enjoyable, even though with Will Smith tried to ruin it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That that I don't have. I, I have a lot of thoughts that I'll keep to myself about all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it is what it is. I'm a long ways from Hollywood. Yeah, the um, you're not. No, I'm not. And yeah, the uh, the big matchup of the week and what is going to suck a lot of the air out of the room in the sports space is the anticipation of finally getting to see Duke versus UNC in the tournament. Never happened. Never so happened. Wild. <laughs> coach been, K is Coach K has coached more. Coach K has coached more college basketball games than any other coach in NCAA history, and it's by a decent margin. North Carolina has been in almost every one of the tournament of those tournaments, and yet they have never faced off. The chances of that probably aren't that crazy, but it's just the fact that it's never happened is weird, and that now it's happening at the Final Four. And it's for you know all the marbles, uh, and it's Coach K's last run is pretty freaking awesome. Um, did uh, what are what is the market on this? Will be the most most watched broadcast ever on TBS. I don't know. They show Shawshank all the time. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> just pulls people in. <laughs> I I feel like it's just a case not of cumulative, like, not like like more people have watched Shawshank. No, I think I think that's probably very likely, just because it's like anything else. Like, hey, guess what? This is the most watched Super Bowl. This is the most watched thing. Like, okay, just, yeah. Well, these these events just uh, grows with the audience. So, I think you're probably right. It's massive. It's a it's a you know it's a national semifinal between these two teams that. I mean, it's the first rivalry you know about when you're a kid. Of course. Outside biggest of rivalry, football. at least in the way that the media treats it, biggest rivalry in college sports? In college sports, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, okay. I, maybe a, maybe there's a couple in college football that have, you know, some historical context that you can put, you know, like, and Notre Dame USC for a long time is a good one. There's there's a bunch of good college or college football rivalries. Obviously, I'm I'm just skipping the one in the Big Ten on purpose as a bit of a lark. But I mean, Ohio State Michigan might have it trumped because it's yeah, football. But, it's football, right? But oh, basketball, they play twice a year. They play in the tournament. So, um, Coach K is retiring. He's done after this year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that Duke's playing, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not coaching them now. You know, because <laughs> they're playing a lot better than they were when he was coaching them. Um, but uh, what you know, do you make of that? He should okay. do the Jordan Belfort when he's cutting down the nets. Okay. Well, you tell you tell I'm me coming about back. This. You tell me about this. So um, I watched the Duke UNC final game in Cameron closely because I had rooting interest, obviously, and it was a big moment. And you're mad, North Carolina. Oh God, North, like North you're Carolina. Mad at, you're mad at literally. Well, everyone was, you know, dan- grave dancing. Like, they were grave yourselves. dancing. Like, it was yeah, hilarious. Get over yourselves. Like, this is, you know, this is the, you'll never see greatness like this again in your life where, you know, where somebody's going to be able to put together this kind of career in one place. It's never happening. Um, so just enjoy it. And if you're sick and tired of it, like, wait five minutes. College basketball is about to be over and it'll never be the same. Um, so the, um, but the North Carolina team was so much better that day and it wasn't like fluky. Like they were putting together some momentum. They played well, like, like of the, if you were to grade the two teams performances through the tournament to this point, North Carolina very, very clearly gets a better grade. They are playing 
awesome. And Duke got a little lucky with their path. <laughs> like they were not super impressive rounds one and round two. They got wins though. Um, they move into um, a matchup with Texas Tech where they put together a solid half of basketball. Great job. You win. <laughs> and then uh, Arkansas looked happy to be there and exhausted. And they got, you know, tub thumped. And that's not like. Did you say tub thumped? Yeah. Yeah. They got tub thumped. That's not accurate. What do you mean? Because they. If they got tub thumped, they would have got knocked down, but then they got up again. <laughs> they, that's not what happened. You're, I mean, you're right. They did look, they look, yeah. looked a little worse for wear after. I mean, we talked about it. That's that's a big ask to do what they did to beat that team. You know, like uh, legitimately one of the best teams in the country to make that offense look the way they did. Yeah, they they were a little uh, they were a little uh, tub thumped, I guess. I, if we're gonna throw it in there, but. I, yeah, I like UNC quite a bit. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bleeding that Carolina blue based on how they played. They were, uh, they had the unlucky flagrant call early in the tournament that almost, that was, that was the wildest game. That was probably my favorite game of the tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Jailer, Just because it's UNC. like, I remember sitting there watching, like, all right, they got within ten, but that's not all right. They're within like six. This is getting weird. It's like, holy shit, this if if they <laughs> screw this game up. That that'll be the game to look back. If UNC actually runs this, yeah, they, they have a chat. You know, these aren't big spreads. These are four point spreads in the in the semifinals. Like, yeah. if they run this, like they'll have to look back at that game and just laugh. Like how the how the shit did we almost screw this all up? So yeah, I like yeah, them over, quite a bit. Uh, Mannix, Van Child, Armando, big Armando guy, big Caleb Love guy. Yeah, okay. I've liked I've um, liked them. I've liked them a little this year. Obviously, I don't bet a lot of the ACC stuff. I didn't take them. I took Notre Dame as my ACC uh, tournament future, thanks to Twitter. Thanks a lot, guys. No, 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 that didn't work out. Um, so if Duke is paper tigers to a degree, I mean, they have a lot of characteristics that I'm concerned about them, and they're going up against the mighty UNC now. Um, why is Duke plus 160 and UNC is plus 500? And why is Duke four and a half point favorites? Like, is this shaded entirely because of um, outright liability? Have you heard stories about the outright liability being a problem for sports books on Duke? Um, you know, is there is something is there something else influencing this market, or is four and a half a fair price in your opinion? Probably fair. I make it a little bigger, actually. What? I'm 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 showing a little value on Duke, and I. Can- Probably not going to bet it. So I'm going to stay away from these. Maybe bet some player props, do some price picks with some of the guys I think will have nice days. But yeah, this is if you go back to and granted, this is this is in New Orleans. This is not in the uh, Tobacco Road. There, good good book, honestly. If you ever read that, Erskine Caldwell. I don't know. Um, that was an 11 point spread. That was a different. UNC yeah, was in a different place. Different it, they were in a different place. They were on the road, and you're probably playing a premium just because the whole world wanted to, you know, see see the the Dukies go out on top there. Yeah. So I mean, you you throw it down. I just don't think you can take that down to like a two or three point spread. Like there's still some precedent for using the power numbers from the season, making the adjustment, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they can do against. A Duke offense. It's been a lot of fun. If you enjoy watching a Duke team win, which again I'm reticent to cheer for Duke ever, but I cheer for good basketball. And the yeah. offense has been the offense has been a lot of fun. I mean, just what they were able to do 
a couple times in a row here. Arkansas was tired, but you know what, what they put up against Texas Tech. I'm trying to think what the Michigan State game was like. I feel like that was pretty high scoring too. That feels like in a years, years and years ago now. It does. Um I I so I'm concerned that Duke is Duke's defense is not going to be effective against UNC. I'm concerned that UNC's, if they are running hot, uh, if they have a lead, Duke's not going to be able to turn the ball over and come back, much like Gonzaga, uh, much like every other team that is flamed out has been because of their inability to create free possessions. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of right there baked into the DNA of this Duke squad. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm preparing for the, for a loss on that one. And I'm surprised the market isn't. Uh, a little bit more tilted in favor of, or at least, uh, you know, not tilted, but at least a little bit flatter between those two teams. Another good point by you as far as the not creating turnovers. I mean, it's it's not the same team as Gonzaga. It's a completely different offense. But as far as a gaping hole in their game as a whole, like they don't force turnovers either. It's the same kind of thing. Go to, okay. I mean, go, go to Ken Palm and look at both those teams and it's they're good teams Gonzaga and Duke they're some of the best teams in the country so you're going to see a shitload of green all over your screen and then you're going to probably see a big red dot where defensive turnover you know they don't turn the ball over a ton neither of them do they're yeah. they're good with the ball but if you don't force a bunch of turnovers especially i don't know the ACC was it, i don't want to say the ACC was down but the ACC isn't the toughest schedule sometimes just because there's so many damn teams and there's going to be like eight bad teams. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you need to have a little better number in general in that regard from playing some of those schedules. Like they, I'm trying to, I'm going to pull it up now. Okay. So then Pitt, Pitt, not good. BC, not good. I, I'm still, I think the total on that one looks suspiciously low. I think the, um, the point spread on that one is, ridiculously high not ridiculously high but I think, just I, UNC straight yeah. up again worked out last week yeah well i'm probably not going to bet it either way um but uh the other game i was also surprised by the opening line kansas um played a lackluster first half against miami then they came flying back in the second half on the basis of better. playing a little bit better defense getting some stops at the rim in particular and then running in transition to the tune of just an app like a talk about a juggernaut that Kansas team in transition was like, Oh, well this is over. Like it was so tilted uh, when they got running that uh, it just didn't feel like Miami really had a chance to stop the bleeding or to, 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 you know, to stem the tide there. And I don't know that uh, a, you know, a Villanova team without, you know, without uh, uh, a key component and with their other key component on a bum wheel, uh, you know, this is Nova is not going to be able to win this with offense. As far as I can tell you, they're going to literally have to make this a half court game, force Kansas to run their, you know, run the dog shit offense where they try to get it into the kid in the post and there's three people all around him and he just like moves and hawks a prayer uh, and it bounces around and it turns, you know, it's a defensive rebound and go the other way. Like uh, some of the bill self half half court offense was so bad and a lot of these games and they're surviving in spite of it. Um, that, uh, you know, Kansas spooks me a little bit, but, uh, I don't think that, uh, five points is necessarily realistic of our four, four or five points is really capturing the difference between these two teams in their current state. What do you think? It's hard to make an adjustment for a guy that plays like 85% of the time. 
like a, a, a legitimate big part of the team when you lose him at this part of the tournament. So losing more makes it a real big wild card. <clears throat> if I don't make an adjustment for that, my I just pulled up my sheet. So I would be, if I wanted to bet leans, not completely strong plays, I would be betting both overs and I would be betting Duke and Nova. And again, the Nova number is within a reasonable range where if I made some adjustment for more, I'm guessing it probably wouldn't swing all the way to like, oh shit, you should bet Kansas at this number, but it would be leaning that way. So probably like the way, the way I see it, both favorites finish it out. And okay. I think I think Kansas more likely just because again their offense can do what or the the team in general can have a first half like that. But I mean Nova losing a big piece like that and having another injured piece that stinks because like that team's been really good. That's uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the game where it's like I, I thought here I'm gonna I'll find it. It was the oh the Houston game or actually no the Michigan game. I watched a lot of that and mm-hmm. I was I'd been watching Michigan. I'm like God I bet they hang with them. And then just realize like Michigan is not being able to defend this outside shot right now. And they're screwed. Like at that point, I don't know why I didn't run to live bet more because like when it was close, it just felt like if they're going to just keep letting them have the outside, like Nova's going to just kill them here. And it's not like it was a big blow up, but it, to me, it just never felt like that was yeah. a doubt. Always at arm's length. Yeah. No, I agree. So, um, Houston right. gave us horribly ugly. Uh, congrats to, I can't remember who in the Discord, in the deep dive DGEN's Discord had bet any game to have fewer points than Sister Jean's age. Felt like a Patrick bet. That one finished, <laughs> that one finished at 94, so it took him till the Elite Eight, but he did cash that bet. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, okay, so you think Duke Kansas is our final next Monday? I do. What kind of line do you think? Duke by two. Really? Wow. I don't know. You're just saying it because they're a little bit ahead in the futures market. Let me let me take a look. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch it in right now. Have uh, you heard anything about the future liability on Duke? I haven't. You brought that up. I forgot to mention that, but uh geez, I would yeah, I'd have Duke as a little bit of a favorite. I don't know. Uh, yeah. we'll see let's see what the old Ken Palm thinks and what the uh the old Torvik thinks, but I'm guessing it's not uh it's not gonna be a big line one way or the other. So mm. well I think Torvik re- you know, he's got Kansas as your proverbial favorite right now because their path is easier, obviously. That matters. Um, yeah, it looks like Ken Palm has just has Kansas a little better. Oh no. I don't know. Maybe it's just a pick 'em. Huh. I if it were a pick 'em or Duke is a Duke is I, I might take Duke as a dog, as gross as that is. Okay, so his his uh I gotta go and uh, update this because the Villanova number is wrong because it includes Justin Moore. Uh on Torvik? Yeah. So all right, well I'll do Tor- Torvik Torvik has Ken or Torvik has Kansas and Duke. I mean, a very negligible difference. There's not much of a difference between like the first six, really. So I don't know. Maybe it's a, you know, it'd be great. A national final that's a pick 'em. That's yeah, a, that'd be cool. Everybody, you don't have to explain to your buddies who want to bet it for the first time about a point spread. Just pick a team, guys. Mm. Yeah. Our friends uh, at Point Points Bet owe, uh, will owe Carlos Boozer 600 grand if Duke wins. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. I like, I like it when those those like. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to call. I'm Carlos sure they have Boozer. a lot of those. I'm not going to call Carlos Boozer an asshole because I, I'm sure he could take me. He rented his house to Prince in Minnesota. Yes, and I know, and I like Carlos Boozer, but I, I'm using this as a generality. Okay. With these uh, athlete asshole bets that you see, like the Julian Edelman one, is an asshole bet. But like, I don't know that one. These one, these ones where these athletes make these massive bets. Drake did it, you know those those kind of things. Like those, those never seem to come through. I kind of want to see one come through. So maybe I'll cheer with Carlos. Okay, you're pulling for Boozer, Boozer and Duke, Andy the Duke, God, the Duke I'm Blue just, Devil. Who would have yeah. believed it? Um, okay, well, I'll be cautiously uh, optimistic then that we get a Duke Kansas final uh, and have to make some decision about who to cheer for at that time. I suppose. Um, the NBA is worth covering a touch as well because it is ripping right now. And I have a lot more opinions and thoughts and, uh, you know, takes, I guess, than I do on college basketball. Do you want to ask some questions or, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, frame some talking points about the NBA yes. right now as a casual who's about to get involved in the betting market come playoffs? A little bit of a... Uh prescient take from our friend Bo, who we got to get on at some point if he's willing. He'd, he'd be an interesting guy to talk Definitely to. Definitely would be. I, I, he mentioned it one time. I didn't know how serious he was. If he wants to come on, we'll have him on. He, can, he doesn't have to go on camera. If he, I don't think he'd ever want to go on camera, but he mentioned uh, another candidate for Rookie of the Year. He says, why is everyone just handing Mobley the award? This was hours ago, and now Mobley just exited the game with an injury. Uh, I think it's too late. I think it might be too late still, but that's just funny that he brought that up and he thought there was some value outside of him and then he gets injured for the last week. I think that he needed, he probably needed to get injured two weeks ago to make yeah. a big difference. But I, I did want to ask on award markets because okay. I haven't followed again closely. I, I'm let's assuming go. let's go top six, to bottom. All right. So let, no, I want to start with the ones that I care about. Six yeah. man of the year. Is it Tyler hero? Tyler hero minus infinity. All right, I got congrats to anyone who listened 20 to, to 1. <laughs> who, yeah, who was yeah, there was I think there's 16 to 20 to 1s out there at the beginning of the year. Congrats to anyone who bet that those are locked. Um that was rookie, uh, we talked about it with uh Josh from Punt School on our pre NBA preview. I think that, I certainly. think that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Because I definitely have that in an account too, and that is looking <laughs> everybody in our NBA chat is all gonna be high firing. Like, that's where I'm just waiting for the season to get over with at this point. It would be nice yeah. to get that cash. Um, we mentioned rookie of the year already. You you think it's just Mobley no matter I think what? It's Mobley, he should probably be minus five hundred ish. I also I I wonder if these markets are actually up right now because there's games being played, but I'm gonna go all over the place. Coach of the year. I have yeah, Monty Williams. No idea. Is Don't it Monty? It. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I have a problem with don't overthink it because I feel like we're at the same spot last week where we're like a week and a half, two weeks out, and I don't think anybody was going to give it to tips. Like that was a last dumb, year. That was a last dumb. Year? Like I felt like when I talked to people, he was a clear three out of three between it was Quinn, um, was it Money Williams? Like yeah. it, it felt like there was two guys, and then and then Tibbs was behind them. Yeah, and so, everyone's like everyone's like they're talking between the two guys, and then all of a sudden Tibbs wins and everybody yeah. lost. Yeah. So the coach of the year generally goes to if a team is like standalone, like dude, 
superlatively well, like historically yeah. well, then they're going to get it. If a team did so much better than their expectations, then they're going to get it. And Tibbs did so much better than their expectations last year on top of being in a New York market and having East Coast bias. And this year, Monty Williams is doing something historic with the Suns in terms of uh, winning basketball games. They have 61 wins, Andy. Absolutely crazy. I, I, won't absolutely crazy. The, I won't compare the two years anymore. Then that's yeah, fine. absolutely crazy. Right, we'll so no, Ma- Monty Williams, I think mm-hmm. deserves it. He will get it. If anyone is making a case for another coach, it's just because they're bored that we've been talking about Monty Williams getting it for so long that they're just spinning, you know, spinning ideas. Um, could, uh, could Yudoku of uh, the Celtics be a candidate? Absolutely. He'll probably be your second choice. First um, black coach in history of the Celtics. That's the only thing I know about that guy. <laughs> that still, that still was like, that was the most jarring tweet I've read. I, I don't even follow basketball, and I'm like, I remember, I felt like I had the, the Mandela effect, like reverse Mandela. I'm like, because I, I, well, I just doubt, my, I doubt well, myself. Well, I mean, no, somebody I tweeted it. It may, must be so, right. Well, well, because because it's not a sport I follow super closely, yeah. and I'm thinking like. Am I just imagining the Doc Rivers coach there? Like I had five minutes of doubt, and I'm like, yeah. I have to just look this up. Like yeah. I'm almost certain he coached there, and then you find out like he wasn't even he wasn't even the first in the Celtics. So yeah, and I, and know, the Celtics were the that. first professional team to hire a black coach. In, yes, yeah, that yeah, was in Bill Russell. Uh, later, coach, later you coach. find that <laughs> yeah, first professional team in all of sports. <laughs> that yeah, that yeah. was that was quite the yeah. day. Um. So all right, most improved yeah. player. Um, John ja Morant. Yeah, put it in stone. Even I know that one. Chisel that one. Yep. Uh, and Gee. again, now like keeping in mind that like voters like to distribute the awards. They like to give a little bit to everyone. They don't like to lump them all into one team. Like if Monty Williams is getting it for the Suns, I think you can check the box that the Suns got their recognition. If um, you know Cleveland getting some recognition for overachieving with the uh, Rookie of the Year to Mobley. Uh, similarly, Tyler Hero gets the Heat award, uh, and then um, uh, you know John Morant gets the Grizzlies award. Okay, which leaves two. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, this one's tough. It really kind of is. Super, like, super, I looked super, at this market tough. a week and a half ago, I think, and then yeah. I saw some people arguing about it in the NBA chat, or just not arguing but discussing, and I'm like. Yeah. Why bet? Why bet on that one? Like, just let that one be. It's tough. <laughs> there was a bet to be made last week, and it was made aggressively across yeah. the entire board, and it was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and Marcus Smarfs. Smarfs uh, odds shifted from plus two hundred to one. You know, two hundred to one ish uh, to plus now six. plus two hundred. Plus two hundred. What's down that far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take two zeros off of that number, um, and. I think my gut reaction is it is 100% warranted that the market moved in this way. And the reason is pretty convoluted. And you can check me if you think I'm just out of my mind. I'll listen to this. So the defensive player of the year goes to the obvious, generally goes to the obviously best defensive player in basketball. Like just people just decide, well, that's the best defensive player. And they have that anchor in their mind of who's the best defensive player. Conditional on that team. 
being in sort of the top half, if not top five, in defensive rating. Okay, that's sort how, do, of the, how about the, the teams? Wrinkle. And maybe this is a silly question because maybe there's not a lot of teams who have a top five defensive rating who aren't very good overall. Yes, but but I mean, usually that team is going to be at good team minimum, overall at top minimum. Five a, yeah, a, you know, a, probably a, a high seed at least. A high at least. seed, a high seed. Uh, a, a high, a good defensive rating, and now what about counting stats? Like, does he have to have the counting no. stats? Counting or stats could be more eye test. Like this ten guy years is ago, people protector. were voting. Yeah. Ten years ago, people were voting based on counting stats, and you know, guys who lead led the league in rebounds got votes. Like, the sure, worm. right? That's not the worm. The Ben Wallace's of the world, like yeah. those guys, got consideration in today's NBA voting space. They do not. And it is entirely because um, of the way people kind of measure defense differently. Now, oh. you're not, if you could be the very, you know, the guy like uh, Rudy Gobert is the classical example of people have anchored in he is the best defensive player in the game. He's not going to get the award this year, in my opinion, because the Jazz defense has really, really fallen apart. Like they have completely corroded as far as their. Uh, you know, their defensive strength that was sort of the stalwart of that team for years. Uh, currently, they're like outside the top 10 in defensive rating in the NBA. And people are going to be like, well, the Jazz were kind of sucking this year. They went from a one seed last year to a five seed. They may end up, by the way, in a six or seven because they're kind of sucking. Um, and, uh, you know, Jazz, Jazz, clearly their issue is they're not playing as good team defense. That's going to reflect poorly on Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert is not going to get consideration because voters have voter fatigue or voting for him every year anyway so rudy I mean, gobert counting, counting stats not can't going to get it. hurt they can't like, hurt no yeah if, if they you, don't hurt if you're a shitload of blocks steals rebounds what have you just a good defensive rating in general that's then that's my last question is like we talked about advanced stats with the nba a couple weeks back we, we went over some of the stuff some of the you know things that are out there like are there any voters who are looking at that at all? Or is it yes. more of a... I oh, mean, yes. So oh, it, yes. It would, would you say it's a oh, more yes. sophisticated class of voter than in some of the other major league sports? Because yes. I feel like the NFL is not digging very far. 100%. And oftentimes... And, and, and granted, a couple of years ago, they got past this, but there was a long time where a pitcher's win total was super important to Cy Young Awards, where... A lot of that is just, you know, so much, you know, you got to take the, yeah, something they have zero control over, especially in the AL is the offense. So, I mean, I, I like hearing this, I guess. This makes me hopeful for the future. I think there's a nerd mentality about the people who cover the NBA and like a hipster mentality about people who cover the NBA where they're trying to be at the cutting edge of things. They're not like, you know, like stuck in the old ways. Um, and like, here's a good example. Um, if you were an NBA, if you were an NFL voter dropped into the voting pool for the NBA defensive player of the year market, and you were looking at rebounds per game, you would see a guy like DeMontis Sabonis, who currently is number three in rebounds per game. He's a big, and you might think to yourself, well, let's look at his other counting stats. Oh, he's just pretty decent in the counting stats across the board. Um, maybe he's a guy I'm going to consider for defense player of the year. He is not getting consideration, and it's not even close because he is actually a minus defender by almost every advanced analytical rating. Will tell you that that guy is more, he's, a, he's a great offensive player. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a positive 
offensive, every kind of you know advanced state stat you can come across. He is neutral or minus defensively, uh, and that's that's including for his position. So um, you know that I think that would be kind of a key example of sort of the separation of the class of voter you're getting in the NBA. Um, and you know I, I think it's going to be it's there still is like you don't want to just because the advanced analytics tell you that Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player you're still gonna be hesitant to vote for him this year because the Jazz are worse defensively because Gobert's his own stats particularly the advanced stats have regressed this year relative to last year and in general the Jazz have done worse as a team in terms of winning so you have like a good you you have a safe um space to to take a break from voting for Rudy this year, which opens the door for everyone else. And the logical candidate for who was going to steal the award was Bam Adebayo, our guy center for the Miami Heat when it looked like the Heat were going to steal the one seed. Remember Bam our was, bubble heat? Yeah. Bam was like, oh, my God. Like, he missed a bunch of games early in the season, but look how good they're playing with him. There were advanced stats that supported his candidacy, and – uh, you know, it looked like the heat, the heat were an absolute truck and the truck went off the side of a cliff <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. And now they are, they, you know, they looks like there's writing the ship to a degree tonight, uh, thumping on the sad Kings, but, um, it is still a huge question mark about exactly how good are the heat? Do we want to give them two awards? We're giving Tyler hero six man of the year. Do we really want to give them, they did well enough to get a second award from us. Um, and then on top of that, the Heat have slid out of the top five in terms of de team defense. They are now kind of they are like hovering around six or seven, and it's conceivable that's where they're going to finish the season, uh, unless something material you know changes. And um, so I think Bam's candidacy is in deep, deep, deep trouble. He's still the second favorite, but it is on the ropes. And now we get to the Celtics. The Celtics are the number one team defense in the NBA. Everybody knows this. You don't need advanced stats to know this. They have been the story of the NBA for now going on two months in terms of their rise to the top of the East and how badly they're beating good teams on a regular basis. And there's no one that's going to currently get an award from the Celtics. In fact, their best player could finish fourth in the MVP voting, but not make NBA all NBA first team. Right now, Jason Tatum is on the second team All NBA, and so that kind of weird, you know, kind of, kind yeah, of that's that kind Patrick of, Beverly territory. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just assuming Pat Bev was on at least third team. Oh, Pat Pat Beverly is on All NBA Defense first team. In my is mind, he on my for my voting? Pat, yes, absolutely. Pat Pat Beverly is an absolutely nasty defender. He's one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. For the sure. Timberwolves are tearing my um, house apart. Honestly, my daughter gets so mad when they're losing. Oh, really, and I ha I have to tell her like you started liking this team right when they got into a tough part of the schedule. I'm sorry mm. that they I'm sorry that they have to play the Celtics and stuff. But. They crushed the uh, they cracked uh, the uh, the Mavs the other day. That was nice. We needed that because we lost to him the the, uh, the night or the, the a time few before, before the last yeah. time out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Celtics right now currently are going home awardless. Currently going home without a first team player in the LNBA. And uh, I think the likelihood that the fact that their the fact that their team defense is so much a part of their identity and their DNA and their strength makes it likely that they voters were going to gravitate to someone on that team to give them DPOY.
I thought it was going to be Robert Williams because for my money, he is their best defender. Robert Williams tore his meniscus over the weekend. Yeah. That Don't know happened. if he caught that. Don't know if he caught that. That's not good. Not just not good for the Celtics and their hopes of doing anything in the playoffs, but not good for his defensive play of the year candidacy. Um, and that opens the door for the player that the Celtics themselves, the team was campaigning for Marcus Smurf. And I think how, that we are, life works out. I think that we are living in a world where this is going to happen. And that is going to be your defensive player of the year. And it's going to be because uh, it just has to go to someone on the Celtics. The Celtics need the, the Celtics are it, their strength is team defense. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, you know, it, it is the way that they all play together. They don't have a single minus defender in the entire like eight man rotation. Everybody's good. Uh, let me look at my numbers right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight positive defenders on the Celtics is freaking awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, Smurf has been, he's a vet. He's pushing for it. He wants it. Celtics seem inclined to support him in his candidacy. So, uh, it's funny that, how it's almost that like explains the whole move. It turns into like a Heisman candidacy with the, like they have to support him in his candidacy. <clears throat> like it, it's yeah. weird how it, it's a thing that the team has to get behind. Yeah. Femi asks a great question. Will some media I, uh, members some media still media. vote for Robert Williams, even though he got hurt, almost splitting the Boston vote a little bit? I felt that way before the injury that Williams was that that there that there was potentially going to be a split vote Boston vote because people with their eyes and their brains were going to choose uh, Williams because they knew he was the better defender and people who just bought into the campaign were going to choose Smart. Well, now that choice has basically been taken away because Smart because Williams is going to miss the last uh, eight games of the season and if the Celtics clinch the one seed in the East, it's going to Marcus Smart because the Celtics are saying so. And that's crazy, but that's the way it is right now. And the only other player that has realistic consideration who we didn't mention is Mikael Bridges. He is a wing defender for the Phoenix Suns. And you can convince me that the Suns are good enough as a team that they would get two awards. But I I am shocked that Mikael Bridges is still kind of the darling of the super nerd basketball stands because he is way down the list in terms of defenders that matter for me. Uh, on the uh, on the Phoenix Suns right now, uh, he had an amazing first couple months of the season. Got people thinking about him being the guy that could get the word, and so the fact that he's still getting consideration is pretty wild. They ask him to do a lot, but um, that that would shock me if Mikhail Bridges got it personally. So I think this is going to come down to uh, Bam versus Smarf, and it's going to be whichever team finishes inside the top five defensively. Celtics are guaranteed Heat, maybe. And then the Heat need to finish, you know, one or two seed, and the Celtics need to slide a little bit, or else it's going to Smart. So that's that. I think that's the interesting one. Although MVP, and I kept saying this to, I don't know if it's you, maybe it was when you and Noops were here together. I just like, it was the thing where I just kept every night. I'm like, oh, this guy's the MVP, and then yeah. it would change two days later. Where's that market set? Haven't looked. Don't know. Have no idea. Embiid oh, is Embiid uh, is Embiid is, is solidifying. Okay. Yeah. I think, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong on this. And I feel, like, God damn it, I just had the standings up, and I think I closed it. But the Celtics sliding 
and the Sixers continuing to, you know, if if the Heat and the Celtics take a little dip here and the, the Sixers end up with the top two seed, yeah. maybe even the top one seed. Game over. That kind of that's game over, right? That's game over. Yeah. Getting getting your team a one seed in and that, that what, what you're what you're describing is why Probably the market happen. is that what you're describing is why the market is uh, solidifying in favor of Embiid. Um, the record difference between the Nuggets and the uh, and the Sixers is negligible, um, but the Sixers are almost certainly going to get a top three seed, maybe a one seed, maybe win the Atlantic. Uh, and if any of those things happen, then good night. You know, maybe gets the uh, MVP because people feel like it's a split. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a coin flip otherwise between those two players. Um, in general, the um, the 76ers are not a team that I'm backing in any way, shape, or form in the futures market. I have some Jokic. I'm pretty much ready to grade those losers. And uh, I think realistically, um, this is sort of a, you know, Embiid was the chosen one for a long time, and he's a player that everybody loves, and nobody is going to feel bad or guilty voting for Embiid over Jokic, even if Jokic is the better player and has done more for his team, which is weaker. Yeah, I can't make it clear enough. That's the only game I've been to for like the last 10 years. Ah, that's not true. I saw Boogie Cousins one time at, when he was with like New the Orleans. So how how mm-hmm. long ago was that? Boogie was playing for New Orleans. The Pels, uh, three or four years ago. So maybe not that long ago. It wasn't maybe that five. long ago, no. So I, I haven't been to a game in five years, but I saw him beat live in Jesus Christ. Like, I don't understand why they don't just let him have the ball every time. Like just put five on him. I don't care. He's huge and he moves. Like his his footwork's stupid and he just sticks his butt out and all of a sudden you're three feet backwards. I don't know. He's he's my king. He's my MVP. Twenty eighteen would have been uh Demarcus Cousins, so four years ago. Okay. Yeah, I just I can't remember anything. I couldn't even tell you who won that game. We left in the third quarter, went to Dream Girls, I think, anyway. So they were wearing those god awful uh, neon Timberwolves outfit. Oh, those oh yeah, so Ugh. bad. And I just remember Bookie Cousins yelling at the ref. You mean Action Green? Action Green. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we're not the Seahawks, guys. It doesn't rain that much here. No. Is that it? Did we have everything? Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, is there an executive? Final here? thought. Final thought. Oh, uh, that's not something you be. can vote on. I've never seen that market offered. Yeah, I. There's, it's not something you can vote on. Bet on. Not something you can bet. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah not I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the um, the seeding for the playoffs and the way that the East is going to shake out, there is one other future that I think is important to get involved with at some point, and it is the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about it with Noops when we had him on. Yeah. We were like kind of at the end of it all shrugging and like, I guess it's Milwaukee. I guess so. Like I can't make a good case against Milwaukee. Like they match up too well against all every other team. And uh, the Celtics were scary. And now without Robert Williams, they're not. The matchup was bad. And now without Robert Williams, the matchup is horrific against the Bucks. So if it's Celtics, Bucks, Eastern Conference Finals, that's going to be like a 75-25 series for me probably that the Bucs are going to win. If they have home court, if it's Celtics have home court, I'm like 60-40 Bucks probably. Um, 
So it's uh it's going one way right now. If the Bucks stay healthy, they're your team to beat in the East. And the cat, the cat's making an appearance today. I know, man. Laszlo, he's he's uh, it's it's cold, it's raining here. He doesn't know what's going on. He just wants to <laughs> back to back know. to the beginning of the podcast. Uh, there's an animal shelter right by our Costco, and mm-hmm. again, this was after we pissed away most of the Saturday. Got up, had lunch, <laughs> said we need we need a bunch of shit. Let's go to Costco. We went there, and my wife's like, "Hey, let's go see if we can just like pet puppies or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she's like, I'm like, do you know? Like, can you just go in there and do it? The answer is no, by the way. You have to have oh, an appointment. Oh, oh. You do have to have an appointment, which is the second time we ran into that. You can't that. just this, go in, you can't just go into a shelter and terrorize puppies. That's good. This is that's this good. is going to this is gonna lead to a second story that's gonna be even quicker, but you do need an appointment, but they have like all those bubbles with like cats just in like oh, cat yeah, sure. days. Sure. And my my son is just like announcing like oh, this cat keeps showing me his butthole i'm like that's what cats <laughs> like stop yelling that there's old ladies in here but anyway like i had to I get, my wife they said that you need an appointment she just looked at me with this look like oh fuck because she got me to leave work to come down to the courthouse with her because both parents need to be present to get a new passport for a child oh and we got there and they're like oh do you have an appointment I'm like this you can't keep doing this to me where we go places but jesus christ like uh the scene from uh half baked where he goes into the bodega and has to pull his pants down so they yeah. know we, that's yeah. what it's that's what it's like to get a passport for you like you have to oh we had to we had to go get the kids i gotta to get take my passport an, renewed thank you taken out to take an oath like they had to come up and take an oath to get all the signed shit what about single parents i don't know do you have to go like bring uh, someone you hate who you divorced? No. To paper to like no. sign off? I don't. I would think if you have full custody, you, would you know just what? Yeah, if you have full, because it's a custody thing. Like they want to make yeah. sure that one parent's not coming to get a passport to take the kid out of the country. That's that's the idea. Oh yeah. They want to make sure that you're not stealing the kid. That's the not idea. only that, but you have to. Yeah, you had. We have to pay. We had to pay with personal checks, <laughs> and you had to have two separate checks, one for each kid. Just what? like yeah. Who has checks anymore? We had to dig through a drawer to find this. Oh, so wow. anyway, that that was uh, I didn't get to pet puppies, but <laughs> I might go make an appointment, and get back to there. Mm. That's maybe next weekend. Was, okay. What's the day that there's not basketball? Sunday. Sunday, yeah. All right, Sunday I might go pet puppies. Then, um, what does that leave us with sports? Uh, well, golf. Any? Did you make any Masters early bets? Not yet. Not yet. It'll mostly just be matchup bets for me. I'm I'm fine just sticking to my matchup stuff. I found some nice angles. I just didn't attack it heavy enough at Valero and match play. I just I just pissed away. I no, had Seamus. Like, uh, I had Seamus Power like oh. thirty to one to make the final four. Didn't hedge in that final match. Oh. And then I had and again and like 125 to one to win it. So I really would have loved him to get one more match under his belt. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd have done some hedging, but uh it was fun. It was still fun. And Valero is gonna be real light on outrights because the motivation is kind of weird. It's not a great purse. Mostly head to heads there. And then no, what do you have any early thoughts on the Masters? No, I I mean not betting it for certain. I've I looked at the field. I mean, just like every year, it's just stacked. It's everyone's there. There's a bunch of weird ones that got well, in. Phil's not there. That I, I can live with that. 
my headphones died. I'm out of headphones. Hopefully you're not echoing back. Let me know if no, you're no, echoing no, no, back. No, 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 no. Um, okay. no, I don't give a shit about Phil. The big story is Tiger. Tiger's down at medalist, trying out his legs, seeing if he can walk 18. Um, that'll be really interesting. I don't know if he can compete, but he's not a guy you ever want to rule out. I mean, it's just if his legs are tired, that's one thing, but he still has that swing, that knowledge, that I mean, he's still Tiger Woods, so that's scary. But yeah, they I dug through the all the different ways to get into the Masters, and it's hilarious some of the people that end up in just based off, you know, like you can get in for winning a tournament during the year. You can get in for winning the Masters at any point, being top four at one of the majors, winning the players, being in the top 50 in the rankings. And a lot of these guys are in for like six different reasons. You know, like Matsuyama won the Masters. But he also won a tournament this year. He's also in the top 50. He was in the top 50. Line. Like he has like six of the 20 reasons. A lot of the top players do. But then you see these guys where it's like finish in the top 12 of the previous year's Masters. And you'll see like two or three names in there where it's like, man, that was your only way you were getting in. You just you ran right last year and you didn't win shit this year. You're ranked like 80th and you found your way in. And there's a couple of those. Where I, I like those guys. Like those guys are always wild cards to me because they got nothing to lose. I, I think that. Harry Higgs is somewhere in there too. Maybe mm. he might not have been a top 12 guy, but some of them are too. It's like finishing the top four plus with ties in any of the majors last year mm. and you're in. So some guy just shoots a, a wild ass round to end up like tied for fourth for the U.S. Open. And he punches take it to the Masters. That's why it's my Dang. favorite. Yeah, I love it. Look at Dan. Uh, yeah. It's hard to miss the cut. There's only 90 golfers. Like, and like Larry, you know, Larry Mize and the gang are taking up like 10 yeah. of the spots. Dan, Dan was in a mood today. Green Book was a giant piece of shit, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Tiger to miss the cut, even if he's not playing well. It's it's kind of hard to miss the cut at the Masters some of these years when the fields are yeah. in the 80s and low 90s. Well, uh, half asked NFL draft question mark. We have Wednesday. an entire standalone podcast on Wednesday where we will talk draft. Uh, bringing in one of our good friends who someone who's been paying more attention year, to it, yeah, very close attention, and uh, we'll get some perspective on the strength and weaknesses of the prospects. Who needs what? Who's connected to whom? You know, that's and, not fair, um, Drew. Yeah. To say that he's been paying attention, like that's underselling it by a oh, hundred sure, miles. Sure, 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 sure. He is immersed in it. He is living in it. This is his daily routine: is going over draft stuff and following up on leads. Like Thor is as deep in the draft as anybody I know right now. Well, I'm going to confirm with him that he's good. Yeah. No, and we will talk. <laughs> They'll draft with Thor on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. If he can't make it Wednesday, we're going to make something happen where he has to come on. We'll work with his schedule. So I've been dying to talk to him again. He's one of my favorites. All right, man. Let's I think that's all chill. the sports. We covered it all. We didn't talk about tennis in Miami Open. Uh, Jensen Brooksby came courts, through. Courts are playing a little slow. Uh, yeah. Um, so. You know what else about the Miami Open? Uh, Iga Shviantek is your new world number one. Ash Barty has called it a career for now. Yeah, uh, we went over that Iga. a little with Noops. It's uh, he was he was a little miffed because he had an Ash Barty to be number one mm -hmm. overall at the end of the year bet, 
Oh, that's rough. Ouch. Yeah. It was a good bet. Oof. Uh, did he at least did he at least get like an Iga to win the French Open at an absurd price before I, that? I'm not sure. What, was, way, what did what did bet. you get? Did you get down on on Iga French Open? Me, I'd have to go look. I feel like somebody talked me into it. Okay. I don't know. Uh, why. Tell me what a good number would have been so I can four go to one. And find it. Plus four fifty, four to one was available in the moment that Ash retired retired. I don't I don't know. I, I thought you're talking further back. I didn't I didn't do anything then. So I oh, you didn't make a move. Okay. Um what I'll do, do I'll do a rollover and get three to one. I don't care. I don't think so, man. Oh, you not look at your path. You went to the draw. Not the way he is playing right now. Uh Bedosa takes her out in the finals. Oh well. I mean, winning it and getting the best of the price are two different conversations, as you know. Um, but I think Giga closes in like Nadal territory for French Open odds. Balding? No, she's got uh, she's got young young she's ones got good here. Hair. Yeah, she's good got hair. young ones here. Um, but no, the respect that the market is going to have to afford her is real. And uh, oh, Hawks trying to f me tonight. Come on, dudes. What were they laying? Seven? Yeah. Closed eight. It is darn close. They they've 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 gone defense optional in this fourth quarter and they're giving up a lot of points to the Pacers. I would not complain if if Charlotte were able to sneak this out late. That Hornets uh, Nuggets game has been back and forth like crazy. Those two teams are super, super uh basketball is a game of runsy. Um Noops Noops is Look that I talked about the most of them this morning was the Grizzlies uh, Warriors over. And he was oh, like, he was oh. pretty concerned. He's like that Golden State just might not score enough. I mean, I, I feel like the first half probably went over. Um, uh, no, that was close. No. It was 113. So no. it ended a couple points short. Oh, no, that's no, that's 113 points. points short. All right. I added an extra <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We Chris scored overtime. 63. The Warriors only got 37. You need overtime. Not great. Not Damn it. great. Um, yeah, oh. I just need the, the Hawks. I seem like they're going to give up this back door, and it sucks. That's a bummer. It's called a podcast. We convene this Wednesday. Um, and you know what? Noops also had the Magicians plus nine. That just came home. So at least we magicians got Magicians cover. Nice. Yep. Lost by eight, seven, six. Six. I can't do math tonight. I need to go to bed. See you guys. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, good luck. I'll talk to you Wednesday. I can't even do subtraction, Drew. Sounds like it's frazzled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtics. Look like you see the, the women's game went to overtime? It did, yeah. <laughs> Over. Never in doubt. Songs.